Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Tally G's restaurant on the south side of Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is professor of finance and director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch Acadiana. We go online for just about everything today. News, weather, music, banking, clothes, shoes, books, pretty much everything you're looking for. You just have to Google it and it'll pop up. For example, try Googling golf balls. You probably won't be surprised that no matter where you are in the world, the first thing that shows up on the top of page one is golfballs.com. What might surprise you is that golfballs.com is one of the leading online golf retailers and is right here in Lafayette. The co-founder, president, and CEO of golfballs.com is Tom Cox. Tom, welcome down to lunch. Peter, great to be here. Thank you. If you're thinking you'd like to start up your own Acadiana-based online business or make your current business more successful online, you might want to talk to Lafayette's John Munsell. John is the co-founder and CEO of Bazooka, spelled B-I-Z-Z-U-K-A. Bazooka aims to give smaller companies the same kind of tools and online firepower that normally only larger companies can afford. And if you want any proof that the strategy works, for three consecutive years, Inc. Magazine named Bazooka one of America's fastest-growing companies. John Munsell, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Peter. Tom, in, in 1995, you were the first online business in Louisiana, and there was barely an Internet. Uh, anybody who was on it was getting by on something called dial-up, a very slow connection that hooked up to you in the web through your landline. Your vision for exploiting this revolutionary technology was to use it to sell used golf balls. Can you take us back to what was on your mind back then? First of all, where did you even get these used golf balls? And what made you think this was a worldwide market? Yeah, so, so the original idea, I was in the golf business. Uh, I've been in the golf business since the late since the late 80s. And what were you doing I'm, in I'm that? I'm dating side. myself. I was in club management. Well, I was in college in the golf business, and then I was in uh, in club management. Uh, and then and then Al Gore invented the internet, and then <laughs> and then like all all these great things started happening. And I said, so so computers were my hobby, and golf was my business, right? And so, and so the internet came along, and I said, wow, okay, <laughs> I need to become an expert in this. And so kind of after, I, I really spent a year just kind of learning everything that I could. And, and uh, through a series of events, I was interviewing, uh, meeting with some divers to dive in the lakes at the country club. And within, within a two-week span, uh, I also met with a web developer to, meet, to, to develop the club, uh, website for the club. And so I just kind of came across, had this idea to put the two together and start selling used golf balls online. And so that, that's, that's kind of the, 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 how, the, how the idea started. Now, I know that's not the business you're in now, but no. are you allowed to 
just jump into anybody's palm? Absolutely not. Okay, all right. That's because like, I was ready fact, to just it's not strip safe. the tie it's off not and safe. go. Yeah, it's not safe. It's probably not legal <laughs> most of the time, unless the club tells gives you permission permission to do so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So now that now that you're on the legal side of the business, yeah, which yep, is uh, yep. so you sell, I, I can tell by some of the goodies you brought here, uh, um, all kinds of. We 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 do. I'll, I'll kind of I'll take out about 20 years and fast forward to, to today. Uh, most of what we sell is customized. So, so for example, um, we printed, uh, at, our, at our morning report this morning, we printed uh, 2,300 dozen golf balls. Uh, and, and that's kind of about an average for this time of year uh, during holidays. And so most of what we sell as a company is imprinted or embroidered or decorated in some way. So we carry every major brand of golf product. But our specialty online and kind of our market position is customized golf products. Like I noticed, you had a was it, was it a club cover with uh, the Tabasco? Uh... Yep. The golf. We we uh, we're a licensee of Tabasco. We have a, a, gol- a golf towels with Tabasco, golf balls with Tabasco. Uh, about a third of our business, a little more than that, is business logos. So if somebody's having a tournament, uh, they may come to oh, us. Yeah. If somebody wants shirts to get to for for a business or a trade show, they may come to us. So that that that's another facet of our business. And then of course we have a local retail store here in Lafayette that that's a little less than ten percent of our overall business. Now, John, it's not much of an exaggeration to say that almost everybody is engaged in one way or another in online marketing, uh, whether we're looking for an apartment on Craigslist or comparing prices on Amazon, checking Yelp for a restaurant review. The internet is almost inseparable from marketing. Most of us have no idea, though, how it works. We go online, uh, we type in socks or boudin, and whatever comes up on page one of Google then becomes everything we know about socks or boudin. Um, If I'm selling socks or boudin, what's the single most important thing I need to know to to compete online? Man, (laughs) I don't know that there is a single uh, most important thing, but if if you want to compete for it, you you obviously have to have a, a website, but it's not so much to have a website as much as it is to have a lot of other uh, what we would call properties online that connect to the website so that when Google um, runs your business through the algorithm mill, um, that it sees a whole lot of external links pointing to your site. That's how you kind of elevate it. So... If you've got um, if you've got a restaurant, let's say, okay. great to have a website. But it's also great to have a, a Facebook presence that points to your website. It's even better to have something on Yelp, something on OpenTable, something on um, any number of other sites, review sites, etc., that consumers can go to. Because I mean, you just mentioned Yelp, buddy. I live on Yelp. I mean, every time I'm out of town, I'm yelping to find someplace to, to go. And frequently, the, the restaurant owner doesn't own their profile in Yelp. Same with Google. You know, you can own your profile in Google as well and take control of your map and integrate it with your website. So it's, it's not a single thing. It's a strategy. And you need, I guess the only thing I could say is that you need to get with somebody who understands the development of that strategy and help you deploy the tactics. Our clientele is somebody who's probably on their fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh generation website, and they they need a bigger, broader strategy. They um, they need more expertise, but they certainly don't have the staff uh, internally to do all of that stuff, right? They, with any luck, they have a marketing person that, that grasps it and can take 
um, the the things that we work with and run with it, but um, they they rarely have the resources to do everything. Now you're here in Lafayette. Is everybody in the company here at Lafayette? No, we have uh, approximately fifty percent of our staff in Lafayette, and the other fifty are in Austin, Houston, Florida, Pennsylvania, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Now, do uh, you find that a challenge? Not at all. I mean, it, the, the tools these days are pretty phenomenal, and they're pretty free, which is very cool. I mean, it used to be you had to do video conferencing with Cisco, and right, you had to make thousands of dollars for this stuff. Um, but we use Google Hangouts for free, and we're doing video conferencing all day long. We also use GoToMeeting, and they've got video capabilities inside of it. We use a product called Slack for internal communications, which kind of uh, has really helped reduce our email communication. So we've got plenty of tools out there we use to collaborate. And we've just gotten extremely uh, efficient. And a lot of people um, come to work for us because our our values, our corporate values. So we, our, our leading value statement is God first, family second, bazooka third. So we, we, we in essence, want to make sure that you're taking care of your your um, your whatever your, your faith uh, is and, and your family first. And so a lot of our people want to work from home because they have uh, children or they have obligations or whatever, sure. and they don't necessarily want to be tied to a specific um, clock per se, and they want to be able to come and go as they please. So and a virtual environment really works for us. Now, Tom, just just starting right from the beginning here, does advertising golf balls actually work? Yeah, so I, I can I can add on some of John's comments here. So so there, there's a kind of it, it works very well, very specifically, and very generally it doesn't work very well at all. So, <laughs> so, so what what I mean by that is is let's say you've got two two ways to get to the top of Google. One of the ways is natural search, and that's kind of all the things that, that that John was talking about. The other way is paid search, and so for our for our business, about half of our half of uh, say a lot of different sources of traffic of our search traffic about half of it is paid and half of it is is uh is unpaid uh is natural and so anybody that wants to get to the top top that's willing to be foolish and spend a fortune can be at the be number one every single day all the time for any terms they want they'll just spend a spend a fortune to get there what 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 we do is we find the proper mix of phrases and terms um and sometimes even geographies uh, that 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 are that are appropriate for the things that we that we do best. And so, for example, the term personalized golf balls um, is very limiting. And someone that's searching for that is it, they 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 pretty much know what they want. So we we will have a high buy rate on a term like that. Um, a term like golf balls, it's it's so it's so closely linked to our business that we normally do very well. Um, if if it's if it's a term like golf, we could spend. Ten thousand dollars a day and generate in in generate a thousand dollars a day in sales if we wanted to buy, buy buy kind of so 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 the broader the more traffic the less targeted the 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 the, the narrower generally speaking and the more we are an authority on something the more successful we can be at our online ads online ad spend. Now, Tom, John, we're also joined today by our entrepreneur du jour. Uh, let me introduce you to Ryan Conway. We met Ryan through Innovate Acadiana and the Opportunity Machine, regional nonprofits that help Acadian entrepreneurs 
turn innovative ideas into profitable enterprises, Ryan launched his entrepreneurial startup in late 2013. It's an online business called collegead.com. The AD stands for athletic director. Today, College AD has 20,000 email subscribers, including the vast majority of Division I athletic directors. Ryan, welcome out to lunch. Peter, thanks for having me. A privilege to be here. That, these are some big numbers for a guy that kind of just got started. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great journey. I started it uh, really as a an outlet to find a job for myself in college <laughs> athletics. But uh, as it started growing, um, really thought I had something there and got to connect with a lot of really good people in the industry. And uh, we've been been growing ever since. And took on seed capital in January, and um, it's been a great experience so far. Taking on seed capital, somebody believes in you. Someone does. That's uh, right. Just trying to, to beat the burn down rate, and I think uh, we just landed our first uh, uh, corporate sponsor, so that's awesome. I did that last week, and we have another uh, another couple down the line, so hopefully we secure those and I can continue adding staff and, and growing my business. Now, Ryan, in just a couple of years, you've gone from an idea and one employee to a staff of seven, and you're the go-to online resource for insider news among the staff of college sports. Uh, based in Lafayette, uh, how have you assembled a nationwide network of authoritative reporters and informed sources that actually, to me, seems like it rivals ESPN? Well, I wouldn't say that, um, but you know, we're really focused. Uh, our audience is really tailored to athletic directors and people working within the industry uh, on the business side. So your standard fan isn't really going to know about us. That's not really what we're trying to do. It's the people that are working in athletic departments and grinding every day uh, to try to make those departments better uh, that we want to connect with. We want to give news on executive transactions. We want to give news on uh, things happening in NCAA compliance, uh, things happening, fundraising, uh, the latest uh, trends within the business side of college sports, and really be a combination, a conflation of uh, business news, executive uh, transactions, and sourced news and uh, be that resource for people to come to the site pretty much every day and almost as a, a daily routine to see what's the latest in the industry and kind of the pulse around college sports business. It is big business. It's um, more, more so than ever you're, gonna see, you're seeing people coming over from the private side to become athletic directors. So most recently, uh, Dave Brannon at Michigan was the CEO of Domino's, and he huh. became athletic director at Michigan. Now, he didn't do an excellent job there. He left, um, and now he's the CEO of Toys R Us. But, um, oh boy, those players had free pizzas, and that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, there's a number of, um, of ADs these days that are, are coming over from the corporate side, and it is, uh, it's entertainment. It is an entertainment industry, and it's sometimes hard to think of it like that because you're still shaping student-athletes, and you're still um, in that collegiate space, but... Um, you know, there's there's athletic department budgets that are now moving into the $200 million range. Wow. Wow, that is... Uh, now, I'll ask you a question that everybody's asking. Eventually, are we going to pay college players? Uh, that's a touchy subject. <laughs> um, there's certainly valid arguments on both sides because uh, on one end, um, you, can, you can look back in history to baseball and in other professional leagues where um, there was certainly exploitation of the, yeah. the players, uh, but it, it runs a fine line with NCAA amateurism, and that's the argument that the NCAA keeps perpeting. But um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're looking at the success rates of these student-athletes when they leave 
uh, a lot of times it's pretty dismal across the board. So they're in, they get these great resources, and then they leave, and they're kind of left on their own. And, of course, uh, I think it's about 1% of all college football players go on to the NFL. So everyone else has to make a life for themselves. So um, if, if the industry and the NCAA isn't taking a really uh, strong stance in helping those student-athletes, they're doing a disservice to the industry and the sport. And, Ryan, if you're looking at uh, the kind of topics you're on, you've, you've got marketing issues, you've got uh, uh, development, uh, asking for money, and what about things like, uh, you know, handling concessions better and all that? Is that all part of what athletic directors do? It, it absolutely is. It's, it's trying to find ways to be more efficient and provide a high level of customer service to um, your consumer, your fans. Um, but you gotta you got to run that line pretty, um, I would say you have to be pretty balanced with that as well because, you know, most recently Steve Patterson, he's the athletic director at Texas, he, um, he kind of got into some hot water because he started pinching pennies on a lot of different things that really affected the fans. And uh, if you lose that support of, uh, of the fan base, you could uh, see yourself out of a job even though you're increasing the bottom line for that athletic department. So you really got to kind of play both sides. And, Ryan, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, um, how do you make your money? How do I? I, do, I currently am fortunate enough to put everything back into the company at this point. And is there a subscription fee? There is no fee. So uh, in, in, I have three phases to how I'm trying to build this out. And uh, with the help of the Opportunity Machine and Zach Barker, they really helped me develop uh, kind of the future of this business. So, uh, But for phase one, uh, revenue is going to come in through corporate sponsors and uh, I'm working on a number of deals anywhere from 12 to 24 months long wow. that uh, have escalators in those contracts. And, um, you know, the big thing is a lot of these companies are starting to see that I have connections into the purchaser for the athletic department. So if there's a way I can maybe deliver a warm lead to them, um, that has a value different than a standard real estate uh, option on my website just for, for ad space. So trying to manage that type of contract and develop those contracts with a few uh, real high-caliber companies in the industry uh, is, is really how we're going to get phase one set so I can move on to phase two. You're doing much better. Sometimes we have online people that come to the show and you ask them how they're going to make money and that's when they stop. <laughs> so I, you've apparently thought all this. This is good. It's time to do the checklist. This is a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably probably wouldn't find on a loan application. Um, Tom, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what was your first job? So uh, junior in high school, uh, I, was, uh, I, I was a page for John Burrow in the U House uh, House of Representatives in Washington D.C., so high school kid, first job, U.S. Capitol page, pretty good gig. Okay, <laughs> second job, popcorn factory at the Acadiana Mall, popping popcorn. <laughs> so, so high, no still, one has still, ever fallen still, so fast. Still, still a high school kid, so uh, I th I think I did a good job as a page, not so good at the popcorn factory. <laughs> And, John, uh, when you were a child, uh, a wee lad, uh, were you in any leadership or entrepreneurial ventures? <laughs> yeah. Uh, depends on how far you want to go back. I mean, my <laughs> kids know this story, but uh, my first job, like any other kid, was selling lemonade. And I want to say I was in the second grade, so we had a little lemonade stand in front of the house, and I realized we lived 
on a not quite a cul-de-sac, but almost as traffic as a cul-de-sac. And I got to thinking there's got to be a better way. And I remember there was a house getting built down the street. So we packed all our stuff into the Little Red Wagon and walked down there at lunchtime where all the hungry and thirsty uh, construction workers were. <laughs> we, we mopped up. <laughs> until the little neighbor girl figured it out who was next door to the house getting built, and she stole our market. So, uh, <laughs> so I kind of learned a little bit about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> and you said, little girl, I'm going to clobber you online tries someday. Everybody to figure <laughs> out your uh, recipe, and you gotta, you got to constantly be moving ahead of the competition. <laughs> what a great lesson, Lizza. Now, Ryan, what's the absolute biggest waste of time in your life and that you just totally wish you could get rid of? Oh, man. Um, laundry. Laundry, yeah. Making the bed, cleaning okay. my apartment. Okay, do you, any any you of those uh, type of activities that take me away from... But you're you're online. Nobody knows what you look like. I would just, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, any of those as a, you know, trying to start uh, a business and uh, being in a, in a phase where we're really trying to grow my time, I, I want to put everything into that. So any time I have to deal with car insurance or a bill or any type of personal uh, aspect of my life, I just, I really don't want to deal with it because <laughs> it takes away my focus. Now, where are you from originally, right? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, and what brought Georgia. you over here? Uh, I actually used to work in college athletics. I played college baseball at a small school in South Carolina called Wofford College. And then I started coaching college football. I got in in 2009 on Dan Mullen's first staff at Mississippi State, coached there for two years and then followed Coach Hudspeth to UL to help start the program here and coach with him for two years. And then, um, and then left to, to start my own business and help my father's business, and uh, it's been great. I miss ball, I miss coaching, but um, it was 90 to 100 hours a week and the pay wasn't that great. And, um, <laughs> but so a pretty I, conscious effort to stay in that area. Well, it's, it's one thing I knew, and. Um, it helped. It certainly helped me uh, with connections in the industry as I was growing this. And also, I always tell everybody, you know, you, a lot of people don't know how many hours you can put in a week before you just collapse. And I hit that threshold in college football with 90 to 100 hours a week during the season. And that is an incredible uh, thing to know when you're starting your own business because I can put that right into to my own business. As That's a, what we call entrepreneurial conditioning, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you are ready. If you can handle that pace, you're ready. And Ryan, you know so much I mean, in these websites. Where do you get this information? Some of it seems to be sort of proprietary or inside information. Mm -hmm. I would say I talk on, on average to over 100 different people in the industry a month. And uh, on all types of... Are you like Deep Throat? Like in Watergate? <laughs> or does the well, there's, others, there's a couple other um, outlets that that call me uh, the back channel networker. Uh, and I guess I'll take it. Any press is good press, right? But I see a bumper sticker. Uh, um, yeah, so the, just multiple conversations. If a, if a search opens up, I'll know roughly, I probably have someone or a couple people in every athletic department in, um, in Division One. I. I can somehow get inside there and have a conversation or talk to someone that's close around there. And uh, we'll get a piece of, of news, and then we'll work to confirm that. So we're putting putting out credible information, and some of it we aggregate. And then I also have a number of good contributors. I have a sports agent uh, that writes for us uh, out of California, uh, Yee and Dubin. 
they uh, represent Tom Brady, so they've been pretty busy lately. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a, um, a former VP of the Phoenix Suns. He writes for us on career, uh, career development and growing your, your career. So I keep adding these type of contributors to, to help deliver content that's really relevant to people working within the athletic industry. And Tom, what are your plans for growth going forward? If you, we bring you back three years from now, what are you going to look like? So um, more different ways that we can differentiate our company online, uh, and, and that is through uh, customized product. So different ways we customize. We, we normally introduce one or two different decoration methods or different types of products uh, every year, and, and that, and that kind of keeps us ahead of our competitors and keeps us on the leading edge of... Uh, of, of online golf retailers. We, and and we, like, we like that hyper-decorated space. It's great for gifting, it's great for business, and so you can count on us to continue to do more and more of that. Wow, that's, that's going to be fun to watch. And John, I, I have to ask you this. this. This luncheon here must be like the rest of your life in some way. You meet these people, you hear their businesses, and you're probably, the wheels are turning in your head like mm-hmm. what you could do to make those businesses stronger online, right? Is it? You know, I, I don't know that I can make Tom's business stronger online. <laughs> I'm fascinated with Ryan's business. You know, I mean, for me, college AD was more like college attention deficit. I really, <laughs> I really didn't pay attention. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's fun talking about this. Yeah. You Everybody must be, knows something that I don't know, so I'm, I'm all about learning. I think it's I think great. you're probably the most fun guy at the cocktail party, don't you think? <laughs> 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 Tom Cox, John Munsell. Ryan Conway, of all the wonderful things that Kadiana is known for, online business is not typically one of them. Uh, the three of you have changed that. You have uh, each already achieved impressive success, and there are surely even brighter days ahead. It's been great sitting down with you today. Thank you all for joining me and taking the time to be on, on Out to Lunch. Hey, it's my Thank pleasure. So much. Thanks. Appreciate Three it. great guests. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tom Cox, co-founder, president, and CEO of GolfBalls.com, John Munsell, co-founder and CEO of Bazooka, and Ryan Conway, founder of CollegeAD.com. You can find out more about Tom's swing, John's biz, and Ryan's scoop by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Charlie G's Restaurant Lafayette. Charlie G's is open six days a week for lunch. Lunch and dinner with live music Thursday through Saturday. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our theme song on Claude Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados, Zach Barker, and Dr. Blake Escadet. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali Saloon. Pet and family-friendly offering complimentary parking and Wi-Fi. You can get this show on a, as a podcast. You can listen to all past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Gwen Oquen. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Charlie G's. For more business, 
Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state including Lafayette and Lake Charles. Providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. 